Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of Sherm in the Booth. My name is Sherm. You guys are some true Chicagoans for coming out in January. It's snowing outside, it's freezing, and you're at the f***ing club at 1 a.m. Boys with the bass, yeah, boys, boys, bass. Who am I talking to right now? You're famous. <laughs> free food, free drinks, music, girls, let's, let's go. go. Do you like it? Cool. If you don't, goodbye. <laughs> I'm missing the most important part. Boys with the bass, yeah. We should throw like a crazy like bar mitzvah party. This, this is crazy. Send me stems. I finished it. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How is everyone doing? Just wait. You know it kicks in like three to five seconds afterward. <laughs> <clears throat> yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherman the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and I cannot believe it's officially 2024. Hope everyone had a fantastic end of the year. 2023 was quite the year for me, but you know what? We're going to kick it off with one of my favorite episodes ever. Episode 224 features my dear friend, Colton Bacher. Now, many of you know him from his incredible work as a videographer, but I'm telling you, there is so much more to him that you guys will all hear about coming up on this interview. We had such a great conversation chatting about his journey and I have an even deeper level of admiration and respect for him on so many different levels. Colton, I value our friendship and our relationship so much, man, and you really have helped me become the artist and person that I am today. And uh, it's an honor to have you on. It's taken us long enough, but here we go. Let's get into it right now so you guys can hear this story for yourselves. This is episode 224 with Colton Bacher. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, and welcome to Sherm in the Booth. You are looking at an official camera setup from a videographer who I know many of you know very well. My man, Colton Bacher, is in the booth right now, and goddamn, does it feel good, brother? Hello, hello. Wow. That was like, hello, hello. Hey. NPR. Like, it was like... Just, no, thank you for the intro. That was... Of course. Well, let me keep going. And I was thinking actually about what I was going to say in the intro earlier today. And I just want to be completely honest with you when I say that you've been one of the most influential and important people for me in both music and personal on many levels, bro. And you have helped me become the best version of myself and you've pushed me to be the person and the artist that you know that I can be. And in so many instances, I've said, if Colton believes in me, then I can fucking do this. Damn. And I wanted to tell you that. Wow, dude. Like, for that, real, thank man. Thank you. Holy you, cow. That, that's high praise, man. Like, because you've been there with me for, like, so many moments, man. Like, music, we, we'll talk about this. Just yeah. the, the, the times that you have said, Sherm, go out there and fucking kill it. Or afterwards, mm. you know that I killed it, right? Yeah, just yeah, you being yeah, the first yeah. person I give a hug to my wedding day, knowing that <laughs> you were there taking care of all that stuff and sharing that experience with me and Maya. Like, I don't know. I think when I got into this business, the music industry business, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of fake relationships. And uh, when I met you, we just had this instant connection. And yeah. uh, now I consider you one of my closest friends. And fuck, I'm officiating your dude, wedding next dude. year. You know, like let's go. So I just, I just wanted to just 
say my piece and speak my mind and say how uh, important you are to me and how much I appreciate you, man. Dude. Yeah. I mean, ditto. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> yeah. Um, Dang, we got deep really quick. Right that, away, man. You know this is going to get deep. Dude, no, I know. I we'll know, laugh. I know. Of course, of but... course. Of course. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, dude, like, it's been such a journey. It has. It's been such a journey. Like, so many highs, so many lows. And, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, I feel like having met you and to see, like, your drive and your vision as yeah. well has also impacted me. Right. And, like, just like seeing your dedication and your consistency and all that stuff, like those are things that I strive to like be better at. And like, yeah, yeah, this relate like our relationship has been just like so cool in that way. It's like mm-hmm. been like kind of professional <laughs> and it not has. professional at the same time. Yeah, that's which so has been true. Because like sometimes business and friendships, you know, aren't always like the best oh, idea. They don't. But like we've made it work. We definitely have. I mean, remember we were in New York this summer, and you go, oh, yo, just like a heads up, FYI, this is the first time we've hung out, and I haven't had a backpack on. I'm like, yeah. you you are literally not wearing a backpack yeah. with a camera I didn't right now. I have a camera there in my phone. No. And which is crazy. I was like, how is this the first time that's happened? Yeah, and we've known each other for a long time, long time. four or five years now? At least. Well, 2019? 2019, yeah, yeah. When we first met through our mutual friend Flynn, shout out to Flanino. And uh, I actually thought about this too. You said to Flynn, or Flynn told me, or you told me this at some point. Uh-huh. Then Flynn was like, "Yo, Sherman needs a videographer," and you're like, "I, I can't, I can't work with Sherman. Like, he's too big for me, or something." <laughs> and oh, I'm thinking okay. back to that now, I'm like, "What the yeah. fuck?" <laughs> like that was that long ago, and even oh, now, man, I'm, I'm like, dude. "I'm making some headway," you know. I'm getting to a place where I like. And back then, you're like, "He's too big." I'm like, "Are you? That's oh, not true gosh. at all." Well, okay. Well, at at the time, Alex Schenberg one of our friends yeah mutual friends as well was working with you a lot That's and like true. i i don't know like uh, i want to i'm trying to be polite not step on people's toes yeah, and yeah at yeah. the time you guys were working together a lot and flynn said that like, you need someone i'm like ah but i don't want to take away like you know opportunities from alex and stuff and huh. i didn't know you like that close where i like knew yeah, how we you had would met. react right, or right, like right. you know um and at that time i did, i was relatively uh, new friends with Alex too, so I don't know how he was gonna react. So that's like, interesting. Just like that was like the first thing that went through my mind. Yeah. When asked that question, but so it's like that in the videography it. world too, because it's like that oh, in the DJ sure. world, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess we're all trying to like. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all trying to get paid, and it's about that opportunity that. Yeah. For lack of a better term, you take from someone else. Right, or or that you create yourself, like yeah, through, like if you you know gain attention or something like that. For but sure. Like, I, like, yeah, it's all about. Okay, who's gonna see this? Like, who am I working for? Mm-hmm. Who else is in that space in the same city doing the same things? Yep. And it's just like being aware of uh, of people around you. And it's not like I mean, like none of our jobs are like safe, I guess. But yeah, no, it's like, that's so true. That's so true. Especially when you're coming up, it's like well, any every opportunity is like the next big opportunity so, yeah especially so when you're like, getting started right like, yeah you have to take everything and like every <laughs> oh this is my first time shooting at trophy bar or trophy <laughs> trophy room trophy room bro oh you first time shooting at trophy room dude i thought i was the not. goat i thought it was the 
the goat, dude. Brother. Like, finally getting into there. Like, after hearing you guys. Like, you just unlocked a, a part of my brain <laughs> that I shut off. I That's the literally the building that my day job is in. I forgot that it was right it's there. It's in that building? Yes. Holy Trophy. Across from fame. Yeah, now, of course. Now fame. Fame was not there yet. Why did you think you were the shit? Well, it was just like every time I got into a new venue mm-hmm. was like, okay, we're making progress. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an opportunity to create work that could get in front of other business owners yeah. or artists. Yeah. And like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, like, I guess I didn't really know it at the time, but like, you know, every venue has an owner that's in a specific circle. Yeah, that's you know, true. Or whatever. And it's like, or, or with like a certain like agency. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yep, and it yep. was just all about, okay how can I be on the radar of as many people's circles as possible mm-hmm. on the off chance someone needs something? Yeah, yeah, Like, that yeah. was, I mean, when you're shutting out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll, you'll do anything to just, like, get that next gig for the next weekend. What or the, was your fee you know, at that point? What? What was your fee at that point? Oh, man. 100 bucks? I think I, uh, I think I started, because I was listening to podcasts, like, pretty early in my career, I think, and I was, like, taking advice and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think I started at like 150, 250. Okay. For I recaps, raw photo. Per recap. Yeah. Per, yeah. Per okay. Recap. So this is and recap. then if it and then if it was like photos, I'd be like 200, like just 50 bucks. Cause yeah. like, I'm not that big into photos. Like I'd rather do the video stuff. So. Which is something to to note that I think a lot of uh, mm-hmm. promoters don't understand. I think oh, some yeah. DJs understand, mm-hmm. but like. Doing both is very difficult, and I've I have complimented you this, and you deserve your fucking roses on your photos, bro. Look behind us. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These are literally all <laughs> you, dude. Except that one, actually. That one is Alex. That's but true. That's we true. weren't working speak, together speak at that point. Yeah. Shout out to Alex. You're over the wall. Yeah. Um. These photos, to me, like you've captured these moments, and they're high quality. And uh, we have a special guest coming in right now as well, Perry Sherman. Hi, Perry. Hello. Hi, Perry. Well, like what would you like? What would you like to say, Perry? You want to get up on the couch with Colton? You want to get interviewed? Hello. <laughs> Anything to say? No. Oh yeah, you're sweet. She booped it. She yeah, booped she it. did. How's that peanut butter? Did you gain a couple pounds? I can smell it. Oh yeah. <laughs> you should. You should get a kiss from her. It's oh like boy. Wet peanut butter. Uh, I'm like, good. Yeah. I'm good. Here. Up. Yeah. There get up there. All right. Oh. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh, that's not what I meant. She heard you say kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good girl. Okay, lay, lay down. Yep. Oh, okay. Down. down. Lay down. No, no. Lay down. Nope. There you go. Okay. You want to sip yeah. a beer? Yep. Yeah. Go here. You just lay down over there. No. <laughs> no. no. She's just burps. Yeah, she's gross. Just like her daddy. Hey, hey. There you go. Just hey. just pet her. We'll just continue to talk. Right, She'll, cool, we'll, cool. we'll act like the kid. Ca- Perry, the cameras aren't here, okay? Sure. Yeah. Cameras aren't here. Yeah. Um, totally forgot what I was saying. Um, we're talking about all the photos. <laughs> the photos. Okay, like, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God for you, Colton. That's not the first time I've said that. Like, it's so interesting living in this video world, mm-hmm. the short-form video world that just yeah. exists on social media and which now you just... were recently forced into as an artist yes exactly <laughs> you have to master it what Shout people look for but there's something to be said about a photo and i think that actually is something that like all of mankind can understand because like a picture's worth a thousand words whatever you know like a song like music has no language mm. right 
And I think there's there's a lot of truth to both of those. But these photos to me, bro, like I go into that moment. When I watch videos even from those days, like it's a different feeling because I experienced it. But seeing a photo of it mm. is like I get to kind of like go into the moment and like – you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, versus the moment being created for you with the yeah, video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you see a photo, you you uh, you're instantly brought back to memories mm-hmm. like seen with your eyes. Yes. not through someone like, else's. Like this is a museum in here. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, like, so you look at it and yeah. you imagine different memories than I have. Yes, and the majority of my memories are actually the video. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. So it's like. The, when, when you can only see one frame versus 24 every single second, your mind is forced to create, like, what actually happened. So you have to, like, think about, like, all the different things that happened at that time. Or, yeah. you know, maybe you were wearing a shirt or, like, yeah. sit with someone that, like, yep. that you hadn't seen in forever. And you're like, oh, my God, like, it was so dope to see him and, like, get that photo, like, and that's why it's special or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And yeah, that'll yeah, be yeah. different for every single so for you then, I mean, when you were getting into this, mm. did you start with photography? Did you start with videography? Uh, I started with both. Right, right so off you the started bat. with both. Right off the bat, I've, okay. I've, I've, yeah, I've been doing both. Um, it was, I don't think it was really ever a choice. I kind of just, I just kind of, I just like saw an image and I was like, mm-hmm. either chose to, took, to take a photo or I chose to take a video. And yeah. um, it was kind of just based on whatever idea I had and if it better served as a single frame or multiple mm-hmm. and yeah i never i never really thought about it until um this is so funny that we were talking about my professor because yeah uh so my professor back at loris college um shout out seth myers uh we were basically he, he created this new class or at least like different parts of a cu- curriculum that would kind of focus on the social media side of things yeah um which a lot of schools like just don't like yeah. or they're not able to keep up with it at least right right and so this was kind of his like version of like trying to keep up with things and like uh, create like relevant value for students yeah and he was like looking he would ha- he would look at all of our like instagram bios and he oh. would be like and he would be like he would help us help us craft them and like describe ourselves as artists and it, at the time, my bio said, like, photographer uh, and videographer. And he was like, why do you have photography first hmm. if you like video more? Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, like the, the, the part, the type, the, I guess the parts of me that I put out into the world are how people are going to view me. Yeah. So like curating, Perception like is reality for yeah, sure. Yeah. Cu- curating that brand to be like, no, I'm a videographer. And like, if someone asks me if I do photos, yes. Yes. But like, that's not like my priority. And like, I would love to post more photos, but like at the same time, that's just, like, yeah. if I'm going to put time into creating a post, and like you know just doing all the things like that you have to do now for social media it's like mm-hmm. well i'm probably just gonna do that for video because yeah. that's what i want to get paid to do mm-hmm. photo photos are awesome for the reasons we've already talked about but like yeah of course. that's like i guess that's like my mindset well, it. well what about the mindset when you're shooting and you are it, let's just say it's one of my shows right and mm. you're doing photo and yeah. video for me because yep. there are moments that you could certainly do either or 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this, <laughs> this is okay. So this goes back to. I've actually. I think I actually. I want to talk about this, or I think I have in a YouTube video, or at least touched on it, where basically. Yeah you have like your hybrid shooter and and like the number one like so a hybrid shooter shoots both video and photo okay. during like the same event right or like the same moment or shoot or whatever and real quick which are common or rare hmm let's say in the upper echelon i would say world. very common but to be extremely good at both very rare okay very rare okay you would usually a lot of the hybrid shooters will lean one way or the other Okay. Um, they, yeah, they'll either like prefer one or the other, like I do, and then, uh, or they'll just be crazy, crazy talented at one or the other. <laughs> like, and like again, there are some rare instances where like, yeah, it's insane. It's like that, a like, lot, though. Yeah. The amount of like, like, like the insane photos alongside insane videos. Like, I can only name like maybe three people where i would be like yeah like these are probably some of the best hybrid shooters in the world like Damn. for for live events okay. like uh, probably about like three um where i'm like yeah like they could they in any environment like let's say they were taken out of music and like put like to shoot a race or football like yeah they're gonna outperform like anybody like once i guess once they get <laughs> i should be careful be careful here not to offend anyone in like <laughs> in other industries but yeah, i yeah, do yeah. i truly feel this um event videographers and photographers have to have some of the fastest reactions and like you have to change That's extreme true. like extreme setting changes yes like in the middle of a moment yes like or in it's do or die and if you get that <laughs> shot it's you get it or you don't and it's gone forever and like you missed like a really important moment that the manager or the artist or yeah the label yep. could have requested yeah and if you miss that one shot like like so basically what i'm trying to say is like the pressure to get that moment is intense yeah and then when so to go back to your question right yeah yeah, yeah. we're i'm shooting your show Let's say you've kind of given me a heads up, like for example, at North Coast, yeah. you, you planned on like doing the t-shirt cannon yeah, yeah, yeah. and a couple other things during your set. Mm -hmm. So, Which helps you, obviously. Oh, definitely. Right. Definitely. Because it eliminates me having to make a split decision mid-show <laughs> on whether or not to get a photo or Which a video. Which has happened when I don't tell you and I decide oh, to do something. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, that's just the nature of the beast. That's, but like, Yeah, that's true. But like, it is fantastic when you can have a conversation with an artist or a client and they like you ask them okay what is your priority yeah do you want photo to be the priority like so like let's say i get a banger like shot would you prefer it be photo or video and a lot of times clients will say video because then you can take a screenshot and mm, like yeah and mm. it, i mean it's it's not the same quality but at the same time you still have a still that you can yeah. use in promo like stuff right um so yeah it's and then and after they say that it's like okay i'm gonna wait for a big moment and i'm gonna lock that in with video yeah like let's just say that the priority is video right i'm gonna lock that moment in and like i'm gonna just continually do video until i get that moment hmm. and then then i'll be like okay boom got that photo, yeah. we need a couple photos now yeah, yeah, yeah. now now we need to, get, need to get some banger photos okay. and once i do that back to video because like with a photo once you got a moment that's the moment. Like, yeah. it's not like, 
it's not like you're delivering i mean you are delivering a bunch of photos but it's not like you're it's not like the client paid for all the photos to be in succession mm-hmm. with a video yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They, people are paying for multiple clips being put together in succession so like mm-hmm. so to have like just extras on deck for certain parts of the videos like got it that's where so like goes back to priorities but like yeah if that is the priority then i will I will overload on the video side. Mm-hmm. Get a, so, this sounds bad, but like get a couple of mediocre shots according to whoever's standards. And yeah, then, whatever. Um, call it a day. That's, well, that's what's so interesting about that is like the fact that people have to be hybrid in order to mm-hmm. be like almost uh, marketable as a business, right? Mm-hmm. Like as as a I, photo yeah. or video. Yeah. But when you look at like uh, like the Lollapalooza experience that you had, mm-hmm. right? Like this year. You just did editing, right? Yeah, I did three uh, daily edits. Right, but you also have done just video, and there's mm-hmm. also people just doing photo, right? Correct. Yeah, which is still yeah. a lean team. But when you think about like a team like that, with like big artists, right? Like we know Mason Ripple, who's been on the show before. Like yeah. it's, it's him, it's Ethan, it's Trit, right? Like they all have yeah. their roles, yeah, right? They do. And it's just crazy to think like it requires that much of a of a, a specialist who's very good at working with other specialists. Yeah. And that's what I find so interesting about the video and photo world is how really different they are. Oh, yeah. But doing what most would consider to be the damn same. near the same thing. Exactly. Right? Oh, my God. Okay, that's that's such a great observation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, for example, like, let's say photo stuff, right? Yeah. Like, we've done some press shots, but like, I don't really know how to work with like a remote flash and like in a set studio with like, with like standstill lights and not flashing led screens Mm -hmm. at my face and stuff, you know, like I, like that is not an environment that I thrive in because like, I just don't understand the workflow. I don't understand maybe, I mean, I I understand lighting to a certain degree, but I mean, I'm not like, I'm not a professional. That's a whole different thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, yeah. Like shout I out just, to our gaffers and DPs and all oh those, yeah, all those guys that like they literally shape light for a living. Which so is I crazy. just did a photo shoot with um, um, Crystal Light Studios. Yeah, yeah, I saw Travis. I saw. Yep, and they turned out great. But he's got yeah. it like set up there, right? Exactly. Like, and yep. he's done yep. this many times, mm-hmm. and he's done mm-hmm. it for many different types of people. And he has sort of his choreography, I would say, to it. Honestly, right? For sure. Like. We we had hundred we had three hundred and fifty shots in forty five minutes, right? And you can you narrow it down to fifty and then you narrow mm-hmm. it down to twenty five, right? Yep. But how he shot the lighting and stuff, how he really like yielded it but also like harnessed it, exactly. I guess yep. is something that is once again very interesting to me. Whole another scale. It's a, a whole another skill set. Whole another scale, right? Yeah. And yeah, I like to, like he had a black wallpaper behind me, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a white one. Yeah. And to the naked eye, to the average eye, I should say, actually, I'm like, oh, it should probably be white, right? And he goes, mm-hmm. no, it should be black because it helps me, like, bounce the light off and really bring you in mm-hmm. as the, like, main focal point, right? Yeah. So how he did that with the lighting was, like, insane. But once again, that's a specialist right there, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, t- so <laughs> to literally, like, I'll, I'll fess up, using the white background was kind of like a cheat. Be- like, Is it? Yeah. Well, because, I mean, okay. The great thing with a white background is it's going to be really touchy with highlights. Yeah. So like, and imperfections. So I can, I can yeah. spot the imperfections like really easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can solo you out if I want to. Right. Like I can, I can like, 
there's a lot of things that I can do with a white background that I wouldn't be able to do with a black background. And because we were in my apartment, we, need, <laughs> we needed we needed as much light as possible. We were in his apartment too, for the record. Yeah. 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 Like literally. Everybody's doing this in their apartment, by yeah. the way. We're in my fucking apartment right now. Exactly. Everyone's like, where's your studio at? I'm like, uh, my second bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so true, though. So yeah. true. Like, People probably think that about you too, bro. You got to make it work. Yeah. You do. Like, yeah, you got to make do with what you have. Like Always. For so long, I was like, I mean, you watch like YouTube and yeah, and all these people that have just these crazy setups, and then and then like maybe you see a behind the scenes shot, and you're like, what? They're in yeah. their bedroom? Like, what? <laughs> I know. I it's... had no idea. Like, they made it look so good, so professional. And it's That's like, the crazy no, but thing about the cameras, bro. Everyone, everyone's in their bedroom. Everyone's in their closet. Like, whatever yeah, it is. No, we like, can't yeah. afford that shit. <laughs> Yeah, come on. We're not paying yeah. by the hour. You can't fucking afford that shit. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible, though. So I want to rewind it back a little bit more because it's mm-hmm. important to me that people know you as much as I know you to a certain extent today without the, you know, the years. You know, you are just a fucking dude, the oldest brother from a big family in South Dakota who has now found themselves traveling the world, shooting some of the world's biggest artists, uh, like being hired by festivals and making a name for yourself and being a true freelancer. And again, I just want to show you props there, but I mean, make sense of it for somebody that is like, he's from South Dakota and is has like a big family. And now he's like a dance music videographer. Right. <laughs> uh, that is the, Harry's like, yeah, we want to know. That is the, <laughs> that is the reaction when pe- people always ask. Like, I mean, yeah. like it's classic small talk, right? It's right. just, uh, you know where uh where are you from it's like well do you want to know like where i'm actually from or like right. where i came from to get here today right <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah dude so i say a lot of times when i say south dakota people are like very so confused <laughs> the the reaction is always uh like oh south dakota i don't think i know anyone from south no dakota. nobody knows anybody from south dakota <laughs> that's like the so, that's like the thing so um yeah that was that's so that's been like really funny after moving here to like have those conversations with people yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah so basically uh born and raised uh brookings south dakota um what's the population how many kids went uh, to your high school i guess better question in, in my house no how many kids oh. went to your high school oh 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 uh at the time that i was there probably like 600 okay so um, it's which not wasn't like bad. It, yeah no no it's it's a uh brookings is growing a lot right now they were at thirty two thousand. i'm pretty sure they're at like thirty five thousand plus with a d1 college how and, far is that from like sioux falls sioux city uh one hour north or oh, 45 minutes north of sioux okay falls. and I, I like my day job is in logistics and i've talked about that on the podcast mm. before like that is a populated area actually like yeah yeah there's i don't know if there's a million people there but like no it's no it's not so like the the boon it's rural but it's not like rural like like south dakota is weird it's like all the towns <laughs> all the towns are like an hour apart okay but when you're out of town it's like usually a little bit bigger like you'll have a couple thousand like yeah like yeah. anywhere from you know two thousand to eight thousand okay and, and but like but you have to drive an hour <laughs> and in between that in between that it's nothing but corn and beans and like you can see like yeah. forever and it's just you're just on a highway going like as fast as you can without getting pulled over. Yeah, of course. <laughs> just to get to get to where you want to. I go. mean, that's the goal. You got, you got McDonald's and Walmart way. though. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Chick Fil A. Come on. Oh fuck on. yeah! On. I know. I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. That's what that's what people are thinking though. Like, oh, is I know. Right? McDonald's there? No, one time. Uh, <laughs> no, this is no joke. One time, I told someone that we ride buffaloes. <laughs> And they thought I was, they thought I was dead ass. And I'm, oh my yeah, god, so, dude, uh, Jesus. So yeah, that's not a lot of people know about South Dakota. So it's like, are you proud to be from South Dakota? Um, I'm proud of where I came from, mm-hmm. and like, uh, like my family and my mindset and my morals and all that stuff. Like, certainly, yeah. That's like, that's what I'm like most proud of. I, I mean, South Dakota as a state is cool. Um amazing wildlife and like yeah. uh like nature and conservation programs and all that stuff out there um my family's a big hunting family so oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah how old yeah. were you when you shot your first gun uh oh boy uh like 10 wow yeah 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 Damn. ever since i could oh no first gun oh i guess a bb gun i had a bb gun when i was like a little bit younger than 10 probably okay, eight or so nine. you've gone hunting and you've skinned and gutted animals. oh for sure yeah yeah deer elk turkeys pheasants i haven't it's uh bought cheers of that <laughs> it's all about your family it's, it's like, pretty crazy yeah family upbringing with hunting is like crazy like i mean i'm from indiana which is i have so many friends that are hunters right i still mm. have a friend mm-hmm. who sends me pictures of caribou and moose oh, nice. and things that he nice. kills nice and i'm just uh, i'm just so fascinated by it it's really it's it really is it's a really cool industry it's a really cool uh uh just like way of life yeah every industry has its dark sides hunting industry is well of course no just because it's associated with that. guns but it's a very yeah. regulated uh industry very, with the very, seasons very with so. uh you know our, our good friend ray right he just went hunting for the first time in indiana wow. where Paige's dad took him right and you can only have mm-hmm. three kills for the entire season mm-hmm. i think it's two, two females and a male or okay something like that yeah, yeah. I, I don't know every state has its own rules right but yeah. he was going the dad goes out there all the time and mm-hmm. will just like pass up kills because he's mm-hmm. waiting on the right one so it's like yep. obviously like to the the to an extent it's like you know messed up to like shoot an animal i guess right but how it's regulated I think is pretty impressive. Well, it's it's a it's a management of an environment, and, yeah, and a habitat. That, Definitely, that, that's the best way to look at it. Is right, like, right, right. Like when, uh, like overpopulation of any species is going to hurt another species. That's true. And it's and it's like as like uh, stewards of the outdoors or just people that care about like the earth, yeah, in general. And a lot of people disagree, and that's okay. But yeah. like, um, as like a steward of the outdoors it is like your responsibility to make sure that like the earth and like its habitat stay as healthy as possible right sometimes <laughs> she's just gonna join us sometimes oh that just means that like that like a, a certain population needs management yeah, yeah and that yeah. management means the harvesting of animals and it's it's not like those animals go to waste or anything either you know it's like yeah it's just transfer of energy like you know like from dust you came into dust you'll return like it's yeah the, it's it's the same thing uh, like you know humans aren't exempt uh, minus the whole harvesting thing yeah of course <laughs> jesus yeah speaking of fucking animal on animal action over here perry you cannot come in here and chew a fucking bull penis while we're having a podcast dude <laughs> she just comes up in here and is like how and you guys doing 
<laughs> she just wants to hang out. Like, God, I'm happy she's happy, but mm-hmm. I, this is this isn't good for the the audio viewer. No. So, mm-hmm. uh, give me a moment. Can I see this? <laughs> Rolling. Nice. <laughs> and we're back. Anyway, um, so hunting. Mm. Just to close the loop on that, it's fucking crazy. And what wait, what's like the biggest kill that you've had? Uh, I mean, like, I've okay, so big. So there's like a way of like scoring deer. Um, I've never shot an elk. Uh, my dad's shot elk and like sheep and like all these like crazy exotic animals yeah. and stuff. Um, but I feel like yeah, like I've I've had a like a five by six deer. So it's like five, five points. By s- oh. Five on one, or it might be, I think it's five by four, actually. So f- so five on one side, four on the other. Points. Damn. Points. And then there's, and then like you score each point, ba- each point based on how long it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of different measurements. And um, I think that this particular one was like 139 inches or 140 inches, um, something like that. Jesus. Which. A big deer is anywhere from like, again, depending on the area, anywhere from 135 inches to like, once you get into the 160s and 170s, that's like a yeah. really, really big deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So now I feel like we're on Joe Rogan. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we're on shrooms. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we're here promoting the new oh uh, the new Alpha Brain. Yeah. Mushroom also sponsored edition. by Liquid IV. Yeah. Actually, sponsored by Liquid IV. Literally everything. Oh my God. Period. Brain power gummies. All of that. Any any of the viewers here have dogs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I heard, oh, yeah, I, I heard, heard him. Yeah, 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 I, I can heard hear him. I the heard dog him. in the background. So you we must. We are dog owners. We have needy dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you say Nala's a needy dog? Oh my god, that's an understatement. Dude. <laughs> that's an understatement. German Shepherd. She is an amazing dog. She cannot she be in needs. a room without having like a hand on you. Oh like, Jesus! So she, how would this be going if we try to do a podcast? Oh well, she might chill. I, she knows that I won't get up to let her in, but she knows that Shy will get up to let her in. Oh. So. Depends on who's in the room and how hard she'll try. So she has like she has her motives. Oh, and she, knows she knows how to get what she wants. Oh yeah. Isn't like, it crazy how smart dogs are without being able to talk? It's insane. I know like her mood based on her body language. I know like <laughs> dude, it's insane. Like she will she knows when we're gonna leave the house because yeah. like we start to get ready uh-huh. and like there's all these routines that we have we'll that make she a pack just your suitcase too. Oh, oh, she loses it. <laughs> she goes into she goes straight into depression as soon as I open the suitcase and put it on the bed. She just goes curls up in her bed and like won't move until I leave. So when is she like most happy then? Most happy? Yeah. Uh when it snows out and we're going to the park. <laughs> that and is, you're both there. Oh my you and gosh. Shire are both yes. There. The most happy I mean, I guess she's she's probably the happiest dog in the world anytime we're in the same room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with She does not like when we're not in the same room. Oh no, that's literally um, like that's that's what Perry wants. That's yeah, what she wants. Yeah. It's just her mom and dad together and I'm together, like, Look, yeah. dude. It's it's crazy. They're it is. so expressive, so like she's letting you know. That she loves me? Yeah. Well, she's not happy that she doesn't feel loved right now. No, she doesn't. No. <laughs> well, you brought a big bull dick in here, dude. Like you had it all yeah. made and yeah, we wanna let you in. Stuff. She's tough. She's tough, but she's a cutie. Mm-hmm. I'll let her go. Yeah, I think she'll is. calm down. We'll just continue she with the will. podcast. 
She will. She'll, this is real life, people. Check. Like I said, we're at my apartment. You know, mm-hmm. this is this is how it goes sometimes. Um, so to to I'm gonna move the conversation from your the son of a hunter in a yep. big family in South Dakota. Uh, I'm the oldest of ten kids. Ten kids. Ten kids. Okay, ten kids. Just to set the stage <laughs> for the next chapter in your life. Yeah. How old were you when you, I guess, became interested in even being creative? I mean, was there anybody that influenced you, like a friend or a relative or anything like that? Did it just come to you? No influence. Uh, not early on. Not early on. Okay. Um, I, so, so the first thing was is like, I guess at school I was never big into school. Like yeah, math, English, history, all that stuff. Could not stand it. That's a um, degree. And uh, but art class was and and like sports. I I played soccer, but uh. Yeah. But mostly art class, I would look forward to that one hour or 40 minutes or whatever every single day. Nice. Like for the whole, like every time I was at school, like yeah. just waiting for art class. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so I think that was kind of like the beginning. I've actually won like a bunch of like wildlife, like painting and drawing contests. Um, like on Have a na- you? Yeah, like on a national level. <laughs> what yeah i didn't know that dude yeah um yeah like i'm big into like like i know like the different softnesses of lead to get like a specific like look that i'm like going for if i'm coloring with like black and white pencil or something what yeah like i've painted with acrylics oil paint like that's um, amazing dude yeah it's so that's kind of like my introduction to art the big ominous and how old were you that was high school uh no that would be great that'd probably be like kindergarten to to high school how old were you when you won these competitions uh fourth grade what fifth grade yeah that's amazing dude Mm -hmm. i mean i guess i mean at the time i was just like i would these like they're kind of like annual contests for like different wildlife magazines and stuff that's so Um, dope so i would like every year i would like because you're in the right place for it huh i would like paint or draw and then uh like send them in every yeah day. yeah yeah and then eventually like i got third and then second and then first and dude fuck yeah like, yeah so you still proud of that it's cool um you should I mean, be i mean like i what's what's cool is like i would have i will forever have an appreciation for like textile art yeah which just means like physical you make art with physical things so like paint or oil or bricks or you know paper cloth whatever um i have such an appreciation because like tedious hours and hours and hours and hours of work and attention to detail and then if you mess up you have to figure out how to fix it and make it so that someone didn't know that you messed it up like yeah and like sometimes you don't have the option to cover it up or whatever or like you know or, or even just like um like when you're drawing like a, a like a, a figure so like a, an organic yeah. shape which like a human or, or, or like an animal or something those proportions have to be so like the proportion of like how long the leg is compared to the size of the head compared to the size of the body like getting proportions right on organic shapes is yeah. like so difficult <laughs> so yeah, difficult sounds difficult because otherwise they look like a balloon animal or like a <laughs> 
or like you know or look like someone from family guy like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah 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 you know so that's uh that's what i guess like uh it it i guess it immediately instilled in me this major respect for anyone mm. uh trying to express themselves through any form of art that that was like the 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 first thing that i noticed is like how much time and effort it takes to create something truly like good and or great or like in the eyes of yeah really whoever, like right? what it does take yeah all the yeah. factors yeah 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 um wow i'm trying to think where to go from oh from there then um again the, and when i say like these i won these competitions or whatever like they're not anything like crazy like it's not like I won a gold medal at the Olympics. Like it, like, and I'm not trying this to downplay it. This is classic Colton. I'm not trying to downplay right. it. But this like, guy is hard for him to like, compliment. For himself, example, yeah. um, like with this point and shoot camera. As soon as like my mom and my grandma on my dad's side, my grandma Bacher, she would, uh, she like immediately like she's also like a, a drawer and a, and a writer and stuff. Okay. Um, this is where maybe it came from then. I wouldn't say so because like I was like showing these like I was like creating all of this art and stuff yeah before that and she was just like oh like I see that you're like doing this like have you tried this have you tried entering like your stuff in this or whatever so that's cool for example like one time I class like with my mom's can blue cannon point and shoot it's so old and, <laughs> I remember those yeah oh dude. my gosh I uh I like climbed a tree to get by like a robin's nest yeah and like took a picture of like all the eggs uh it was like during the spring too so all the there's like a lot of like bright colors and flowers and stuff in the background and that ended up like winning a competition and getting put in a magazine and like I was just like 14 at the time that's or something. awesome so like just little little signs like here and there just sure. kind of like bumping me in the right direction no punch in the face though no no not until i spent 40k on college <laughs> and now i have <laughs> unbelievable like, amounts of debt for a piece of paper that i'll never use yeah, but yeah, you know yeah, we can get into that's that another podcast episode, yeah <laughs> <laughs> to, to bring up the the artist mm aspect yeah. of it that resonates with me because i never liked school like i just yeah. i just didn't it just didn't hit for me like you know <clears throat> for to give you an example like spanish class when i was in middle school i wasn't good at it i didn't like it because there was some teacher who you know like learn Spanish right but hadn't had many actual experiences in the culture so I'm just learning vocabulary mm. and I'm turning to the right to ask the football uh quarterback if he wants to play basketball right like there's no application there for me like it doesn't doesn't resonate with me mm -hmm. but when I went to Spain and I studied abroad I literally my first semester I went to IU I took French because I was like fuck Spanish like I'm gonna learn something else and French is way harder than Spanish for the record <laughs> but I liked being able to speak it because the teacher was French so she was really good at sort of like setting up situations and then when I went to Spain and studied abroad in Barcelona I actually tried to go into the lowest level class and I like used like the imperfect tense like I literally said like me olvide todos los español and the teacher goes get the fuck out of here <laughs> Like, you're going to, like, the upper level. And that teacher challenged me, right? And he was amazing. And one of the best experiences I had in that was 
um, like someone on the street asking me where something was. And I said it perfectly in Spanish and I gave him the right directions. And I have like this, wow, like applying the language in real life wow. is, is really mm. special and important to me. Yeah. And then when I was in mid middle school, elementary, middle school and high school, you can ask my mom about this. Like I was very, I was a very like, I don't want to say talented artist, but I, I really was creative. Like I loved drawing Dragon Ball Z characters. Like Ooh. that's where this whole love came from. Yeah. I would just look at a picture of Goku and I would just look at it and I would draw it. I wouldn't trace it. Like I could just, and I could just make it perfectly. And I did like this pointillism sketch of myself. It was a self portrait. And like my dad thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever. Wow. And I made all this art throughout my life. And now here I am now and hearing you say that, mm -hmm. I, kind of like made it click for me like I got through school and did all the classes that we had to do but really what always stuck with me was yes the the experience and like the tangible aspect of art rather than like the knowledge of history and which is interesting and English sure. and yeah. you know but like language and art to me like I love that it's shit. A form of expression. I, yes, exactly. Self expression. And th and that's what's so fucked up. I can't believe that they're like removing music programs and arts and culture from schools. Like that is just insane. There how many people are there like you and me? So many. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. South Dakota, like small town in Indiana when I was growing up there was there wasn't many 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 people in, in from my high school. Right. You know, I mean, we were relatively big but nowhere near like I'm not saying I was rural, but it was no, different. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're in this world of just chaos. Chaos. <laughs> but what keeps me grounded is yeah. the love of art. Mm-hmm. You know, and expression. Oh man, I will. So owning your own business. Ugh. Everyone's opinions on social media. Ugh. Oh man, it's it's hard because okay, so for example. Um, a lot of a lot of clients, and this is just a kind of like, this is the back and forth, right? Um, uh, a lot of clients don't know this, but like, I only work in music now. Yeah, I do not. I do not create content for anything outside of music, and that 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 could be artists, labels, it could be uh, events, it could be festivals, it could be brands within that space, but I don't go outside of that space, just personal choice, that's where I find fulfillment. Okay. I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> You're on a roll, bro, just what, keep talking. What, uh, yeah. what were we talking about before that? Just like the fulfillment of art and oh, stuff. Oh, like right. How you got into videography. self-expression like how did how did you go from the artistic kid in south dakota to the point and shoot camera with your gr grandma to you know what i'm gonna go to college and this is gonna be my major and i'm gonna go into this world mm -hmm. it, what was your major in college media studies media studies super broad super broad, super broad. I, what do you mean i was telecommunications oh yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. i mean <laughs> what i mean that's that's literally the the, the people <laughs> in it's in media, it's it was media. Is either telecommunications or or like a media studies program of some and they're sort. Like basically the same thing. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, oh man, I really wish I could pick up on my last thought prop, thought train. The train left the station, bro. It did. It really <laughs> did. Man. I, I'm not gonna be able to land this plane, unfortunately. Um. <laughs> is like people like us there's a lot of like there's not a lot of programs that 
like Oh, oh, okay. I know where I'm going with this. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay, so a lot of clients. Other creatives that I've worked with in the industry, like anytime I talk about only working in music, yeah, they will say, well, like, or like basically they'll I'll say something about how like, you know, sometimes it's hard to get paid what you're worth and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then they'll be like, well, just pick up a couple of corporate gigs to fill the gaps or like shoot a couple of weddings or commercials or like yeah. help on some bigger projects and like you'll be fine and you'll easily, you know, make 100K a year and like be able to like at least live like some sort of like higher standard uh, of living or whatever. Right. And, but like I'm not willing to sacrifice the art for the lifestyle i'm not willing to sacrifice my own expression for like for some someone else's idea of like how like how i should like where my career should go or like how like my revenue should look or anything like that like i only yet okay yes everyone creates work that like they have to create but at the end of the day like if I know a project is way too far outside of like the direction I want to go with my art, then I will not take it because like, even if I am just creating like a promo ad for some, um, like, uh, entertainment company or something. Yeah. A lot of t like, even if I am creating that, like an ad like that. Yeah it's still inside music. I'm still helping create a part of music culture mm, by it's creating. It's the culture. It's yeah, the culture. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I know, like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to make an ad to the best of my abilities yeah. so that, like, people who buy those tickets have that experience with music. Because, like, Music is one of those crazy, like, things that only humans do and create and, like, some mm -hmm. emotions are better or expressed or maybe other people understand you yeah, yeah, yeah. better or easier yep. through music than just a conversation like this. And, I like, for me and my life, that has been so, so, so powerful. Yeah. And to witness that happen for people right in front of me while I'm capturing it has literally brought tears to my eyes. Like, <laughs> like I, I can point out so many moments where I was literally like crying behind the camera. Cause I was like, so like I could That's tell beautiful. in someone's eyes that like this musical experience and the people that they're with and like that song that just came on or whatever it was yeah. hit them so deep and like, for whatever reason, they needed that right then and there. Whether it's an artist or a fan in the crowd or something, it could be anything. It could, right, it, it you've seen both. Yeah, I've seen. I've seen like from from like two ninety eighty to ninety year old women on stage with Armin Van Buren on the main stage yes. at no, no at EDC man. Yeah, that's a great story. Like to see these two like two women from a, a much older generation. 
get to have that experience and like they got to share the message with those 50,000 people that like yep. you're never too old to rave and like yep. all that like those are life changing moments for a lot of people they really are it's it's a realization of like passions uh, or, or or relationship mistakes relatability like like there's so many parts of your life that can be changed and that has been changed through music and like again that's that's why I'll live and die on the hill of like yeah I'm not leaving music I'm going to create like the art that I want to create I'm going to tell the stories I want to tell and like I'm not going to allow some big artist that like thinks they can sell me on clout mm-hmm. which to be has like, happened to you they're like oh c- come on tour or like come shoot this show for free and like now you can like say that you shot for me or something it's like no it's not what it's about no, to dude, you. I don't care who you are. I yeah, really don't. You, you, I don't care if you're the biggest artist in the world. Like, if it's not, like, an environment where I believe that you're genuinely interested in creating a, a better and more positive and healthy culture inside of music, I'm not working with you. Damn. I'm That's just not. a statement, bro. I'm just not. Like, it's like, I just don't, like, it's not about numbers. It's not about, like, yeah. clout, status, money, any of that stuff. It's not. It's just not. It's about how can I help people realize, like, how powerful and how beautiful music is. Yeah. Like, and, you know, maybe that saves someone li- someone's life or something. Like, like that's, like, music has literally saved my life. Dude. And, and we could we could go down that that's rabbit hole if DJ. you want. But, like, it's, like, yeah. without music... I would not be here today. So like if I can just like help someone else come to that realization or even just like hear a song that helps them heal I or or that. just come to face to face with something that they've had to deal with for a long time like yeah. That's incredible Cole and and thanks I mean, for being vulnerable and yeah. just sharing that because <clears throat> I feel that dude. I really do feel that and that's why I love to DJ because you know in that same world or sort of in that same thought what i play now like i really you help me lean into being sherm mm. and playing sets that are sherm you know and coming up in the chicago scene it's it's very cloudy it's very industry it's very who you know how you open how you close it it, it can be sometimes hard to be yourself and that's not mm-hmm. just in chicago that's just my experience right but yeah you know, fucking 224 episodes later, it's it's a lot of places that this happens. Yep. So why I love to DJ and why I connect so much with music is because music has given me that when I went to go see DJs when I first started getting into this, right? Yeah. I saw Avicii when he just released Levels in 2011, right? When I just got into dance music a year before, and it was a spiritual experience, and it really fucking was, bro. It really fucking was. And like so many other people that I got into music, it all starts with that, right? And they're like, damn, I want to be up there, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to be up there, but I wanted to do it sort of my way through the inspirations that I had Mm -hmm. gotten either from music, from DJs, from friends or whatever. And now where I am today is such a pure place of love. And like this Zed show coming up is, I honest to God think it's like, Yes, that's the headliner. But, like, this is a really big moment for me because I get to 
unapologetic. Like, you know, I've played headline sh- sets, North Coast, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, amazing big shows. But, like, this will be the biggest, most engaged crowd that I'll have ever played for. And I get to be Sherm. I don't have to be the opener for Zed, right? So my job is to be myself. And it sounds like to me, like, you didn't let anybody get in your way and say, yo, just so you know, like, you're doing this, right? Like, if, if I would have had this opportunity maybe two years ago, like, when I opened for S.G. Lewis and Galantis, mm-hmm. I was Sherm. But I considered myself the opener, right? Uh, and I had to go through that. I think everybody has to go yeah, through that. Of course, of course. And yeah. now, and there's a certain level of, of uh, professionalism that I'll exhibit, right? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to go super fucking hard. But I know that, like, this is, this, I've earned this through my love of music. It's gotten to me at this point. Maybe it would have been shorter, like, timeline if I would have done all the, things that people have done to cut corners and stuff maybe it would have been longer if i would have taken my time in other regards but i feel right on time right now with this. everything happens for a reason man. exactly dude yeah you know what i mean and you see like the parallel i'm trying to draw which is yep. like yep i've had so many people get in my way including myself trying to get to moments like this yeah but now having that clarity and really feeling like i earned this spot and i earned the ability i earned it because i was i've been me now for about two years yeah you know what i mean and i think yeah when i made that switch it was tough to go from the chicago dj to sherm the artist the artist right exactly so i know exactly what you mean man i know there's a lot of other people out there that do as well Mm -hmm. because it's it's hard when the art is also a business, like we're in a business, Ooh. you know what I mean? How do you separate those two things? And it can be really difficult because Brutal. who I'm always trying to cater to, of course, is the fans and the people that care. Mm-hmm. But I think above all, and we talk about this all the time, is take care of yourself and do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I love that you will not compromise who you are for any amount of money, for any other person. All you care about is do I enjoy the process and the output and the final impact. product? Yes. And the impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. impact. Exactly. Yeah. And, to uh, my detriment, for sure. Without a doubt. You are absurd with your fucking effort, I have drawn bro. some lines that I should not have drawn yeah. where like, it has hurt me financially, and, the, and I definitely do not recommend a mindset <laughs> like that, especially early on. <laughs> Cause but, oh my god! But you own it. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, that's kind of a, that's kind of a good story though, because you you did take out a big loan, right? Oh, dude, you but, took out a loan and you are we getting into in finances? Hold on, let me wait, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe take a sip of beer. And I I think all all I'm trying to get from just this little sidebar is. Mm-hmm. Like, me too, like, investing in these cameras. Like, I kind of oh, yeah. half-assed yeah. it for a long time. Maybe not, like, the the con. I don't want to say the content, but the conversation itself for Sherman the Booth. Mm-hmm. But the second that, you know, shout-out to our boy Tony, who said, you need to get this shit on video, bro. What are you doing? Right? And he was yeah. literally... I was using those old fucking cameras that they can't record for more than 30 minutes, so Tony is there changing the batteries <laughs> for me every 30 minutes, oh, right? Man. Fucking love you, bro. He hates getting knowledge, but he's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to make sure he watches Let's this. Let's go, Tony. 
and then I got these cameras, and uh, I mean, I've I've said the number like I invested ten thousand dollars just into these Black Magics, just mm-hmm. the cameras themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I had that batch up that I did. I mean, there's probably fifteen thousand dollars that I invested in myself Easy. just on upgrading the podcast. Yeah, and um, you know, video is expensive. It is very expensive. Yeah. Are you willing to so, say how much you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so okay, so I graduated spring of two thousand and twenty. Mm. what a great time to be alive moved to chicago <laughs> i moved to chicago the day before the riots <laughs> we wake up the next day to go get groceries and we can't because the walmart in front that we're sitting in the parking lot yeah. is getting looted that's so fucked we got old ladies running out with tvs and groceries and Man. so we had to drive an hour north an hour north to get groceries after my my first full day in Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. From there, I decided to add insult to injury and took out a $25,000 small business loan because I knew like I knew in order to compete in a market the size of Chicago yep. that I need to have gear that is like industry standard yep. that can that is also a little bit future proof so I can shoot in 4K or whatever. I need lighting, I need uh, like microphones, I need lenses, everything, like yeah. to be able to not only just survive, but also to be able to move forward and like and progress inside of yeah. like the Chicago market. Like just that, I needed, I had to make an upgrade. I had to figure out a way to like invest in assets. That what I could that could eventually create a return on investment over a period of time. You're investing that, in yourself above all here, though. Yeah, oh, what? Sorry. You're investing in yourself. Yeah, above yeah, all here, yeah. Though. Oh, yeah. I'll, until the day I die, you yeah. like you always should be investing in yourself. I don't care what part of your career you're in. Yeah. Some part of whatever you're generating must go back into yeah. what you're doing. It has to. If not a hundred, you're privileged if you're able to put a hundred percent back into it. Um, <laughs> yeah but like good for you if you are yeah and but like if you are then I mean like and I know it, there's a lot of people that I've heard on podcasts talk mm. about how like they have they started like certain businesses after they kind of became more stable okay. and but they would and then what they do with all the revenue from that new business is reinvest it over yeah. and over and over and over again and they will never take anything from that business because they genuinely want to see it succeed so like they'll never like um for example uh emma, emma chamberlain are you familiar with her um yes remind us though uh so i, I don't watch her a ton uh but i listen to colin and smear uh, yeah, 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 all the time and yeah. which is an amazing podcast if you're a creative like go watch them please like they're so good and like it's all the information is not applicable just to youtube it's to you as a creative as a whole um but basically emmer chamberlain is this she she started vlogging like very early on and became one of like the og vloggers like a casey neistat level person mm-hmm. um yeah. uh, and just people just fell in love with like her personality and now she can post like any video she wants and and like millions of people will show up to watch it she created uh, uh or she started a, a coffee company and on the podcast with colin and samir she said that she it's been i think it's been a couple years now like like of that business uh you know coming to fruition and 
she has yet to take a single dime out of that business even though it's Whoa. like even though it's like thriving because she of who she is and huh. and obviously because of the product that she's created um you know it's, it's worthy of that but um like that's that's but that's not even the first time that i've heard that yeah from a, from someone who's like are again already established and there are many unheard people yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly wow. so um i th- i mean yeah it reinvesting in yourself especially so there's like there's kind of like two times where you like i recommend heavily investing in yourself one would be right away in the beginning taking every single thing that you can and putting it back into the business or back into the art or okay. whatever it is to make sure that that's like the best product possible. You best set ex- yourself up for Best success. experience possible. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must like every extra dollar that you have that's not going to bills needs to go back into the business if, if you want to make it as a creative in some way or another. Yeah. Like, I don't even care if like you're big into AI now and you're writing like AI prompts to make a living. Like mm-hmm. you still need to reinvest back into that career to figure out how to write better prompts and like continue to stay up to date with like yeah. all the new AI softwares, whatever it is. Yeah. That middle ground is hard. Like once, once you get past that beginning stage and now you have like regular clients and all that stuff, it becomes hard because, um, naturally as you make more money you create uh like a larger overhead so you a lot of people will kind of plateau or even just like for years stay kind of in that middle ground and they'll never make excessive money where they can really then reinvest large amounts of money like maybe they, they can reinvest in like oh i need a new lens here or there or whatever but like to completely change your business over you know a couple of years span yeah like you need significant like um, funding so it's like yeah that's just kind of like the <laughs> the treacherous road of an yeah. artist is like all right well how willing how much shit are you willing to eat in the beginning and then how much are you how much shit are you willing to give up later down the line to live like a nice comfortable life but still like continue to like yeah. build a business instead of like and i guess everyone's goals are going to be different too right like if you don't like if your goal isn't to have the biggest business or be the number one dj in the world or something like that yeah. where where like that's not your aspiration then of course like your actions are going to be like you know the the ways that you invest are going to be different hmm. versus i mean like for example i don't want to be like the biggest director i don't want to be like the like the most like renowned videographer like live event person i just want to be like someone that is like almost like an advocate or like a friend of the industry that's like everyone like is respects and and is just like happy to be on like in the same space as me because like yeah we're just like we have a mindset of like growth and just and like uh moving everyone towards like just like a more impactful like fulfilling like life or career like that's yep, like yep, yep. that's a, that's what i want to be known for and that that might sound like kind of lame but no 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 dude <laughs> you know i i had that conversation with myself and i still do i think i have a lot of goals that doesn't mean i'm not competitive though no like i will i will outwork anyone listening to this right now so yeah bro and you do don't 
Don't. Don't catch these hands, bro. Don't catch these hands. Don't catch these hands. I and I, I will not sleep for three days in a row. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> consistent though. But th- I think that's actually what makes you and I a little different. And um, you, I would say I do know a lot of like DJs. I don't know about creatives, maybe that were like athletes and mm. not like maybe like the world's best athlete, obviously, but like enjoy the spirit of competition, like. I don't, I don't get that as much as I really want to. I was just talking about this last night, actually. Um, like, I love sports so much. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I played soccer as well. I played lacrosse. And I wasn't the best, but I really loved competing. And a lot of it was, how good can I get? And um, I had a great experience in high school. I didn't, I didn't play any sports in college, but, uh, you know, did the frat lifestyle, which is like the most ridiculously competitive thing for no reason (laughs) on every level. Right. And I'm not even trying to bring that up, but like there are in many, in every stage of my life, there's some form of competition and in the music industry, it's a whole different ball game in in terms of competition, right? Like the world of competition that I like is like a pickup game that maybe gets a little too intense, mm-hmm. right? Because we someone just ripped can't, a shirt, right? We just can't. <laughs> yeah. We just can't help it. Like we're yeah. playing three yeah. on three, or it's pickup soccer, or whatever. Yeah. We just, we just yeah. get into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't get that in the DJ world very much. Um, on the level that I'm looking for, right? Like a lot of it is how many followers you have, how many streams you have. Like yeah. that's to me, that's not a always a demonstration of your true self or your competitive spirit or what you're capable of. So that effectively comes back to you in saying how competitive with myself can I get and what are the measurements that I'm going to hold myself to, um, which I'm always constantly kind of thinking about. And why you've been a big help for me is like, if you want to get better, you need to practice. And when that comes into being a DJ or a creator or a videographer or a photographer, like, do you go back and review your work? Mm, Right? Yeah. As a podcaster, you need to go back and listen to your own episodes. You just do. As a uh, musician, dance music musician or whatever you want to call it, you need to go back and you you need to listen to your music that you've released and you need to release your music. As a videographer and a photographer, you need to go back and watch your old stuff. And by the way, I did this recently. I was just kind of going through... Um, old recap videos and just content that I've done, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's really incredible, Colton, because I can see now the little things that you've gotten better at over the years. Like the one that I uh, watched first was uh, the I think it was the first soundbar show that I had that was legit. That Snake Hip show where it was so fucking dark in no there, right? Way. That was a great recap video, wow. though, right? Yeah, yeah. But once you started to get into After Effects and you gotten really mm-hmm. good, like. We've gone through so many stages of like how to have a night, yeah. Shown, you know what I mean, yeah. And yeah. like now where we're at with it, bro. Like we show what, like we're looking for like maybe fifteen seconds of the club at this point, you the know what I mean? Like club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, versus, versus like, it was that, versus that, it fuck. was fifty nine exactly. seconds of club, right? Versus like now, like it's the before and after. Yeah. That is way more because we've gone back and we've yeah. critiqued our own work right yeah. and i think yeah. what i'm trying to say with competition is like mm. you in in a lot of degrees in my opinion in order to be successful you have to be competitive and you have to be competitive with yourself but you don't have to this is what i want to tell you too because i i try and you're just a very hard worker and i just think that's and that's a great thing honestly that's what sets you apart but like what are like who are you like 
it's hard to explain, isn't it? Because like when oh, you're competing yeah. against yourself, like what is my goal? Because I'm always trying to overshoot that goal. I'm always trying to go above and beyond. I'm always trying yeah. to do better and impress myself, which can be nearly an impossible thing to do. Yeah. But it's it's a really interesting world in the world that we're in, particularly in music, which once again is subjective. Mm-hmm. Art is subjective. All art is subjective. Whether or not you consider something art is subjective. And whether or not you're willing to pay a certain amount of money for that is subjective. The value you provide is subjective. <laughs> yeah. The value you think you provide yeah. is subjective. <laughs> That's the scary part of it, too, I think, for me, is like, and why I've kind of diversified my portfolio, you mm-hmm. know, to put it in, like, business terms, right? Like, yeah. I got hood politics, I'm building that new business, Sherman the Booth, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things you can do with the podcast these days, obviously being a oh, DJ yeah. and a producer, there's a whole world there. Um, but when you are starting to get into this and you are building a career and, you know, your first piece of advice, right? Like invest in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. When you invest in yourself, though, is that investment going to come back? It doesn't have to come back 100% like you said. Well, it's up to you on whether or not there's a return. That's true. It's on you every every time That's you really invest money, effort, time. Yeah. It is on you. On, on, it, it's not up to the universe on whether or not, like, like – <laughs> I believe in the universe. I believe in God, all that stuff. It is yeah. not up to them on whether or not you're willing to make sure this investment in any way possible in one way or another pans out. So true. If I shoot a show for free, I'm going to work 10 times harder because I need that investment to pay off. Mm, interesting. So like that's how you uh, kind of put a, a dollar sign on things. Then I, I, yeah. I actually uh, I'm working on a YouTube video right now where it's cost versus opportunity. Mm. And as a young videographer in music or photographer or whatever, yeah. you need to constantly be evaluate evaluating opportunity versus cost. Yeah, cost in time or money. Yep, those are the two. Those are the two variables. And then it's like okay, earlier on in my career, I'm going to my, the cost is excessive amounts of time mm-hmm. for very little pay, but I'm gaining experience and that experience is more valuable so that I can charge more in the future. Okay. Damn. Now, once again, once you get to that middle tier, you're in a tough spot because yeah. you have the skills, you have the experience, but how do you stand your stand apart? Because if you can't stand apart, then you can't charge more than everyone else around you. Yeah. Once you get to that top <laughs> tier, and again, if you don't continue to invest in yourself, you won't make it to the top tier because like you're not you there's one, you haven't gone through the grind of figuring out how to separate yourself. And yeah. two, you haven't uh found something, whether that's a skill or a product or a service that you can provide that is like top tier premium that no one else can create other than you, like in your mind and like or maybe a team under your direction or whatever hmm. like or, or as an artist like yeah only you have like every a lot of in film we call it our tourship which means like uh for example um why am i drawing blanks now <laughs> tourship uh tourship well no no i know what it is i'm trying uh, to it, provide tourship? a director a tour. To be an auteur, it means uh, in the film industry, it means to ha- to be an a, dire- a director or a visionary whose style is so distinct that everyone in the industry knows as soon as they see a piece of content or oh. or story or whatever. So like Scorsese that it's, or Tarantino. Tarantino. Or yeah, yeah, uh, Tarantino. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of him. Of, of, so Tarantino is who you're looking for. 
Yeah, because that is ex- a that is a so distinct. That is that is one of the most like like he is one of the most prevalent auteurs in in our gen- like that we know of right prolific now. absolutely like, bro. Um, and so to become to get to that level mm. is like you see what I'm saying. I see what you're and saying. And as an artist. You have big artists have like a specific sound that no one else can nail, mm-hmm. and that's why they get paid seventy five, hundred grand per show because no one else can deliver that experience Damn with that cold. sound. Right there, bro. Yeah. You are like the Tarantino shit is actually kind of blowing my mind because yeah. I'm a huge Tarantino fan, right? I've seen Same. like I've seen all of his movies, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my good friends in high school. Tarantino made a list of his top 10 favorite movies and we watched them all and I'm blanking on the name that was number one but it was okay. basically Hunger Games um, with like all these people that were on an island and they had to kill each other in the last one standing lived and how it was shot and then knowing like how he made Reservoir Dogs for example right uh, the inspirations right right and that goes into the, the conversation I've had so many times in this podcast nothing is original mm. and that's kind of what actually I think I'm getting at earlier about like you know the opportunity for me to play the Zed show like I'm so determined to not even determined like I'm so passionate about playing shows that make me happy and playing the music that makes me happy and I think that is kind of what you're getting at that here, is right? that it is the value that you so provide distinct. you are in they, that it's position. not like you start doing that day one no 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 you have to have life experience you have to create things yeah that you that are forms of expression of, of stories things you want statements you want to make whatever mm-hmm. it is yeah. you have to consistently find ways to express those things and and over time, like this is oversimplifying artists, but as an artist, basically over time, you become better and better at expressing the specific thing you want to express. Like, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so like beginner artists, they have the idea or the, the, the knowledge to express what they want to express, but they lack the technical and maybe theoretical, um, strategies to execute it to a level where people feel emotionally and like emotionally connected or challenged Um, yeah yeah, which which is like what all like i would argue a lot of art like when someone has something to say Mm -hmm. it's not like i mean sometimes it could be like hey i like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like that's very like simple and and well known Right, but like when someone has something to say, usually it's like polarizing or very opinionated. Yeah, and and I mean that's I mean artists sometimes artists get it like a bad rap because like they're so strongly connected to a certain way of thinking. Yeah, and expressing themselves in that way that they kind of develop some sort of name for themselves. Um, so it's like yeah, you know, what I'm saying like I do I do what yeah. you're saying. You can say that about like um, athletes too. Oh, for sure. You can say that about Michael Without Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Liam took time, Nancy. took some time took for them time, to kind of like, like everyone knew they were talented in the beginning, right? But, but that's like, that's what makes them special. But it exactly the fact that like, there's a lot of athletes that we know about right now that are super talented and young, yeah, right? But like, will they be here in ten years? How many like are they gonna like after they win that first championship? Are they gonna try and win Dude, another? Like, come on, that like, is so true, man. I just I think about because I'm a huge NBA fan, right? Mm-hmm. And like, um. 
you know, from Indiana. I love Reggie Miller. So it just made me fall in love with, like, the beauty of a, a three-point shooter, right? Mm-hmm. And for Steph Curry to be in the, the NBA for, I think it's 16 years now, and pass the three-point scoring record and still keep playing, same thing with LeBron James, right? Like, yep. the longevity of that. And and still, too, that I think that's what makes some, uh, tour. Like, those are our tours tour, right? in the space. Because Quite like Tarantino always had that talent, yeah. and he started off by being confident in his in his passion and his art, whatever mm-hmm. you know. And at first, he walked into rooms, and people were like, "Yo, this guy's crazy. got a crazy ego." Yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but over time, they're like, "Oh shit, he's like serious." Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like Curry and and Jordan, all those guys, yeah, like they they were, and they keep pretty working. soon, pretty soon, you can't deny how hard. Like someone is working towards, no. you know, being their true self, and you know that's true, and and that's and that's where I give respect to people is people that stay consistent. You know, there are a lot of younger producers that hit me up and uh, just looking for advice and how to make it in the game, and that's the first thing I tell them. I go, man, listen, you gotta be fucking consistent, mm-hmm. and you gotta be your biggest fan. You gotta be true to who you are, and just make sure you whatever you do, you love it. And like you said earlier. Yeah. Don't compromise yourself, because it's really no, easy to do. Oh, quick, so quick easy. wins feel great. Oh my god! But dude. those earned wins over time, when a lot of people didn't think about you or hear you out, and then guess what? Everyone's paying attention, and man, does that fucking mm-hmm. feel good, bro? I mean, I I do have a gripe though, because it's because it's like for anyone that's listening that is an artist that like feels like they haven't compromised. But haven't haven't yet. had like a breakthrough or anything that they would consider successful. Okay, this is this is you like calling this. me out, right? It yeah. was about how like I'm being like too humble or something, but it's like when you make slow but gradual process, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, when you make slow but gradual progress. Yeah. From the day to day work, like you're not seeing any progress. Yeah like from an outside point of view people are seeing crazy amounts of progress but you don't see any because you're in it every single day Mm -hmm. like grinding and like not compromising and like like you got bills to pay and and like you're broke and like all this stuff that's true and and it's like okay am i actually being successful because i am not compromising or like, am I just being stupid because I can't even take care of myself? And, like, that's honestly, like, something I've been, like, battling with a lot lately is, like, how much am I sticking to my guns versus how much am I just, like, being stubborn and not willing yeah. to, like, do what it takes? And so that's that's like a constant battle that I have, and like uh, that's a fair gripe, you know. I, like I, so, you can be succeed, su- su- like sorry, you can be consistent, but it's like if it's like how do you quantify that even? You like you know what I'm saying? Like it, like well, it's easy to say, okay, yeah, let, let's do. be consistent, right? And it's like okay, I'm consistent, but and I'm consistently going viral. I'm consistent with what? Too, right, right, okay, but right, let's say yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, I'm yeah, creating yeah. content, right? Yeah, and I'm consistently going viral. Okay. By using trends, yeah. but I hate using trends, and I hate the content that's going viral. Like you, like you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Then yeah. No. 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 Then I'm. Then I eat my words for sure. That, Let me ask you this then too. Okay. What about when you are doing your thing, and then an unexpected success happens? Ah. Right. Like 
that track that you never planned to make or that video that you never thought would work and then all of a sudden it does, it does. and that ended up being something that you really enjoyed yeah. i think that's what's really important too is just putting your shit out i guess that's oh, yeah. that's my when i say consistent and i love that you said that by the way too because i think it's really important that mm-hmm. the listeners because most of the people that listen to this are creators themselves in one way or another yeah yeah consistently do something that makes you happy and put it out to the world yeah and don't be afraid to put it out to the world because like you don't have any way to get better Mm -hmm. if other people aren't like helping you like that's another like really beautiful thing about art is like once you like I guess you could create art for yourself and that's cool. Yeah. Now the only benchmark or the only thing that matters or whatever standards that you have are based solely on if the art makes you feel something. But for some, for an artist that is interested in creating work that gets seen by other people, yeah, it's important to know how people feel when they see your stuff. It's important to know or see or hear. Get that your feedback. Stuff. Exactly. And and it whether it's good or bad, that's up to you how you digest it. It's it's and it's and it's so important, but it's so important that you put it out because otherwise you would never have the opportunity mm-hmm. to ingest it or or to to at least sit back and reflect through someone else's point of view. Because yeah. again, like let's say we're working in our business every day today. Now let's break it down even smaller and go into a single project. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I've been through that thing fucking thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And by the time I put it out to the world, I'm numb to it. I don't even know what emotions are everyone's supposed to feel or that I initially hoped someone would feel. Like you know <laughs> you're I mean? way too deep, dude. Yeah. Like, of course. But but it happens with production. Exactly. And so you get you get way too deep, you get way too close. And if you never put it out then you have not invested in yourself there, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess that is a form of putting it of, of putting out your work is a form of investing in yourself. It's taking the risk of putting out something, a, a message or whatever that is you to your core mm-hmm. and allowing everyone to say and yeah. do whatever they want with it. And that's that's like scary as hell, but at the same time, it provides infinite amounts of opportunity and growth. How about this? Let's let's take the Chicago handshake. Ooh. show and promo yeah. for example right oh my goodness i feel like we both went outside our comfort zones with that i agree i agree but the vision was clear and you yeah. helped me really fine tune it i remember uh, we talked on the phone and you said something along the lines of like make it very simple what you're trying to accomplish here right mm-hmm. like make it very mm-hmm. simple right yeah. and i said something along the lines like a lines of I'm trying to unite two iconic foundations of Chicago house music and Malort and how will that be accomplished oh, right I love that I love that sentence though like yeah. it, for anything you want to do whether you want to make a song yep. whether you want to start a business whether you want to describe yourself to someone else yep. you have to be able to say it in one short concise sentence <laughs> that makes me understand who you are <laughs> what you're doing and what you're trying to say which seems like it would be easy you would think a lot of times we keep these things in our head, and then when you say it's, it, when somebody asks you that question, you're like, "Fuck, I don't, I don't know how to make it simple." And I, you yeah. asked me that, and I just started sort of talking, and you go, yeah. "Stop, stop, stop!" Yeah, One yeah, sentence, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, "No, you're right." And we went so balls to the wall on mm-hmm. that, and 
Like I said, Colton, I know this is going to take you a lot of your time. I'm passionate about making this happen. We needed yeah. you came up with the documentary idea, which was so awesome. That was fun. And uh, all of the content that we did, me mm-hmm. going around Chicago in a fucking old style onesie Dude. and making people drink Malort with me and really being afraid of that. And most people would think, oh, Sherm can talk to anybody. <laughs> Trying to get people to drink Malort in on public on camera <laughs> is not easy. No. No, right? No. And we and you know what's funny? It, we talk, you know, and I, you and I know this. It worked yeah. so well, and we just stayed in the places where there were tourists and mm-hmm. people. And I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm people will be willing to do it everywhere else, and they weren't. Right? So it's like I got so inside my head about like where I think or where I thought I would have success, uh, and just learned a lot during that process, and then throwing the show and. Um, all the content that came with it. And, um, you know, we did the interview and if people haven't seen the documentary, you need to watch this cause it really explains it yeah. all like the learning experience. And you interviewed me for the documentary, Crazy. right? Like that's something you Crazy. hadn't done before. I interviewed Sherm before he interviewed me. Yeah, that's true. Let's that's not forget insane. that. Let's not forget that. And that's unprecedented. That is unprecedented. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, just to like loop around what we're talking about here, yeah. it's like, you have to go outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and then ask yourself the simple question of what am I trying to accomplish here and how easy is it for someone to understand what I'm trying to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, and I, and okay, again, it's not easy in any way, shape or form. It's no, not, no, like, no. I couldn't just describe to you who I am to you like right now, like in a super concise, I should every, I feel like everyone should have like some sort of pitch like on deck, yeah. you know? Um, I mean, like I'm like I would consider myself like a music industry advocate. So I'm like uh, I'm a videographer and director in the music industry Mm -hmm. uh, who uh, helps creatives and clients. uh, I don't know, like see tell the stories they want to tell. Yeah, exactly. This this is like this is exactly the point. Ask yourself that question, whoever you are out there. It's so important, and there's lots of exercises out there and, like, uh, like worksheets and stuff that you can go through that, like, just, yeah. like, uh, just type in, like, uh, or even search anywhere, just, like, elevator pitch. How to curate, like, the perfect elevator pitch because the, the whole idea behind that is yeah. how can you describe to someone in, like, 30 seconds or less, like, who you are, what you do, or, like, how can I describe you in 30 – how can I, like, sell you on something in 30 seconds or less? Like, For sure. You know, like, from cold stranger to, like – I will spend my hard-earned money with you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, there's a salesy and non-salesy way to go about all those things. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But certainly, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely look that up if you haven't already, and at least just start to have that on your radar. It's one of those things where you'll come up with it at first, mm-hmm. you'll reread it like a week later, and you're like, oh no, no, <laughs> and you gotta, you gotta switch it up, right? And then you, yeah, you read it uh, a month later, and th- this is actually how I uh, handle all my bios. Is really? is when I if I have a realization like uh, about like how to describe something better to my followers about like who I am or like what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I'll immediately change all my bios. To, like what? So like so like it'll be small iterations. It's not like I change the whole thing. Yeah, I'll just be like uh, so a lot for a long time I had like you know videographer or it'd be like music industry Chicago uh videographer or whatever and then it would be like some something like work to create work to inspire work to create work to inspire is my mantra but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. 
it doesn't describe to someone who I am. So, no. so having that in my bio is actually pointless. And again, it's like, I'm not going to put photographer in my bio because yeah. I'm a videographer or like a content creator or a director. Is that, Seth that's, Myers. you know, so yeah, dude, shout out Seth, <laughs> Seth Myers, wherever you are, man. I hope he's can't, watching, bro. We got to get a hold of that guy. Can't find that, man. He's got too many aliases, but. That's incredible. Honestly, yeah. Colton, that is so pure at its core, like what you're trying to explain here. And, um, damn bro i think that's what honestly makes you so unique and why i see you having success and continue to grow like this man like you really have just been going like this and you've had some things like this but you've couple couple yeah i i what i always try and make clear to people is when you plateau and you think that you're supposed to keep going up that doesn't mean that you're going down yeah being consistent is the hardest thing to do that's what keeps you at the plateau exactly Like, like you you can be consistent and like be middle of the pack but like as soon as you you know like find a way to like be consistent and Mm -hmm. do that like extra one percent whatever it is yeah it could be learning new software it could be Mm -hmm. you know like how do you get better thing how do you get better and i'm gonna bring up another nba another nba example right luka donch it's probably the best probably the best point guard in the nba right now right dirk Nowitzki is one of the greatest nba legends. i'm, I'm not gonna pretend like i know sports okay. i'm just gonna some nod pe- some people might pretend like i know what you're talking okay this is a legend right this is mm-hmm. a guy who won an nba championship one of the greatest power forwards of all time right dirk Nowitzki told luca every summer you need to be adding something to your game yeah to an already great player yeah who's young i think he's 24 or something like that right and i think about that all the time right i don't have i don't have a season where i have a summer off but how am I continuing to get better building upon my game? Whatever it is, yes. right? Where that plateau comes from. Yes. Okay, great. I've got it all right now. And that's middle of the pack. That's most people, right? In fact, like that's you cool. said that's, earlier. And that's okay. That's more than that's everybody okay. that hasn't even started exactly. down here. Yep, yep. So yep. give yourself that credit. Exactly. How are you continuing to get better and improving your game and mm-hmm. becoming wiser and more knowledgeable and, and mm-hmm. interested and curious? You know, are you going to Amsterdam dance event, for example, like me, yeah. to learn more about the business. And then the next year, I'm hosting a panel because I In- learned so much. Insane. Right? Yes. Yeah. Colton has proven this time and time again, right? I mean, the man is literally doing the edits for Lollapalooza people, right? Like, he is incredible. He's going out to, where did you go? It, was, it wasn't It was Dubai, was it? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. Yep. Well, Shout just, out to my Saudi Arabia fam who's, who's there right now. Exactly, so, right? So. And you've shot for Marshmallow and, and just all these incredible artists. And you've done cuts for them. And mm-hmm. I think it's because you've always continued to improve your game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I guess so. that's gone hand in hand with like I see reinvesting as not like just monetary. Mm-hmm. It's skill-based. Yeah, it's for sure. It's technical-based. That's it's important like, to know. So like that's like I'm willing to like – either spend countless hours on youtube to learn something yeah or uh, or like i'm willing to spend money to like take a class like like you and i've taken classes and yeah, stuff yeah, it's yeah. like whatever it is and, and, and the beautiful thing too is like what I, the, the beautiful thing about technical skills is a lot of times yeah you're learning like one technical skill but maybe there's a technique inside of that skill that allows you to apply it to other things you already know how to do. Yeah, definitely. So like for me in video, um, like the more I learned about After Effects 
and the more like and the more techniques I developed inside After Effects yeah, yeah, meant yeah. that I could now apply like more and more techniques to like already existing foundations that I created like based on my knowledge of the software. Yeah. So like for example the 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 handshake event I was really pushing uh I was right in the middle i had just gotten done taking spencer miller's like 3d uh photo or like 3d dude like master class dude oh shit in that like, video and i was like and i was like i am forcing myself to now <laughs> apply these technical skills that i just learned yeah. even though i'm it's not super fresh and it's gonna take me some extra time sure but like i'm gonna grind it out because like i want to like make sure that these techniques like all of a sudden become almost like second nature mm-hmm. and pretty soon now just because i can create a like for example for for me personally just learning 3d photos has been insane because of the all the different variables that ta- it takes to create that all those variables are valuable by themselves and i can apply like even like let's say step three of that process i can apply that to something else i already know yeah 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 like inside after effects and so like i'm sure you can say the same uh like with your music software it's like you learn one thing and you're like oh my gosh i'm gonna change all these sounds now (laughs) that's true you know you get one plugin where like some like your buddy puts you on a plugin and you're just like this is insane like like the the one thing you wanted to be, be able to manipulate or filter whatever it was you can now do it yeah easily and with like more precision and like more efficiency and it's like those small wins just just hikes things up and today's price is not tomorrow's price hey come on that's how it goes man it's like you continue to do that and like you literally you are only capped by how hard you're willing to work at that point no one can stop you like i don't care what politics you're involved in yeah like hood politics Ah! <laughs> but seriously, like I, I don't think anyone like if if you're like as dedicated and as passionate about it as you can be, and it truly is you. Yeah. Like, no, no one can stop you. Like, it's just all about how much do you know and how much are you willing to learn to to get to where you want to go. Like, dude, fucking breathe, bro. <sighs> I need to breathe. <laughs> after all that inspiration that was, that was a lot after all inspiration okay a few quick questions just to round things up hit me what has been uh your favorite recap video that we've done together Ooh. it could be hood politics could be just sherm whatever oh, oh wow uh because we we brought you on the road bro cow. we've been to milwaukee we've been to new york we've been to miami miami, miami was fun miami and new york will forever hold very very like big spaces in my heart yeah 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 because it was just such homies bro <laughs> from 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 like sitting in the hotel closet and having like susan open up the door oh, at like 5 a.m little... while i'm still editing photos and he got back from space and he's like <laughs> you're still up dude you were up more than sue actually so yeah it's, it's crazy um oh my god let me get perry she wants to join oh. hold on Continue, continue. Um, what were we talking about? Favorite recap video. Oh, favorite recap. Okay, it honestly... It's probably the New York one, which... Or, or... 
the first winter one that you and I did Barry. at Soundbar. Oh my god. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Do you have something to say? You want to say something? Oh. Oh. Did I eat it? That's okay. Lay down. Lay down, Perry. Lay down. You should go. Oh. Oh. Oh, she wants to fight. Come here. Okay. Come here. Come to dad. Oh, dude. When you turn me into an ice sculpture. I think that's my favorite. That's my favorite. I think the winter one is my favorite just because that was the first recap that i created probably ever where i was like this feels different it was different it and different, that was a huge show really that did. was my first like big chicago headline show mm-hmm. and dude and after that i was like yo you like you using my raw audio and like turning the fucking club into a snowstorm mm-hmm. and i mean we both leveled up that night bro that was yeah that, that's definitely my favorite for sure. Yeah, that's such a good one. Uh, okay, uh, next. What are you most proud of from 2023? Oh, 2023, man. Uh, one of my really big goals for 2023 was just to like really start to break into like the festival scene and mm-hmm. like a lot of like, or even just like the, the live event scene inside music. Um, sure. That was like one of my big goals was like, I want to, I don't have to be the guy and I, I probably don't ever want to be the guy, but like, I want to be on people's radar. I Definitely. want them to be like, yo, have you like, have you seen this kid? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on here? Like yeah. he, he's like really talented and like no one knows him. Like I want to, like that was kind of the goal for 2023. And, and I mean, I don't know. I guess it's again subjective if if I actually achieve that or not, but I will say December is the first month in the entire year that I have not uh gotten flown out. That's awesome. So I got flown out all 11 months before this. Dude, fuck yeah, yeah and just man. Some stuff fell through for this month and didn't get on one, but like that's okay. That's and, impressive. Like I just came to that realization a couple of days ago and I'm like, you know what? Like you, I was like just getting out of college, dude. I was dreaming about mm-hmm. getting just flown out even just once, dude. And to get flown out like almost every single month is just amazing. Super humbling and like, good for you. It's like, I guess that is like, that's kind of like the, the arrow pointing like, Hey, like, mm-hmm people are noticing and like i've gotten texts and i've gotten like out of the blue like like it's so great to see like all your success and i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) what do you mean success what does that mean like uh, and i I just say thank you like right right, right. exclamation point or then you think about it or thanks bro or you know i got all the i never not reply to every comment you know so i'm like thanks homie thanks bro to the next one and then like the next one i'll be like thanks so don't don't take this as me being ingenuine but i try to like respond to everyone and at a certain point it's like what do i say other than thank you oh yeah for sure i completely or, agree i appreciate you i appreciate you much love dude much love dude yeah no, god <laughs> i feel you on that bro come on <laughs> i think uh what i'm gonna do for uh, before i think about some goals that i'm trying to achieve for next year is i'm literally going to for better for worse 
look through my calendar year on Gmail and look through my photos. And, and what I'm going to do first, actually, is just write down things that I can remember that I'm proud of from this year. Nice. And then really go into the little things about, like, things that last year that I worked on to get this year. Maybe I can learn something about my process or what did work to get me there, right? What relationships did I forge or what opportunities did I create for myself or what inspiration did I draw from that I can then try and replicate that and build upon that for next year? That's huge. You know, and I think that's, I think what, that's why I wanted to ask you this question because showing yourself some love and appreciation is how you will continue to like practice self gratitude and put yourself in situations to be grateful. It's how you don't burn out. Exactly. <laughs> you, you literally because you can keep saying yeah, thanks, 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 thanks. You what's have next, to acknowledge that you actually like, like I said earlier, right? It's on you. If you take an opportunity or a cost, it's on yep. you on whether or not there is some sort of return. Yep. So when you do put in the work to get the return, you have to acknowledge it that like, okay, yes, I'm not where I would like to be, yeah. but it's fun fact. You're never going to be where you want to be. No, you won't. And as cliche as people say, because, it's about the journey. It no, really fucking is. It is about the journey because as soon as you get to the place that you want to, that you said you wanted it's to be at, enough. you already set a new goal. Yeah, exactly. You already did, dude. Exactly. By the time you cross, before you've crossed, like I just crossed 3000 followers. Okay, but it's like that's something, dude. No, 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 right? But no, but what I'm saying is, before I even cross three thousand, I'm like, oh, I want to try and get to four thousand. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, dude, it's hard, it's hard, like, it's hard. I get it. It's a joke. Like, it's like you got to be joking, right? Like, because right. like, now we're just gonna negate that you just got to three thousand. Wait, did like, you? That's awesome, actually. Yeah, just recently. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 So it's like, um, and I actually, I actually screenshot it, put it on my story, and I was like trying to like celebrate like the little wins this year. Mm-hmm. And then someone unfollowed me. <laughs> so that was a 2,999. Oh, And I was Jesus. like, oh, someone that, thinks they're funny. Yeah, that's... But, but that's, stuff that's like tough. that, it really is, like, as funny as all of this is, like, acknowledging those little wins is so important because as artists, like, a lot of times we're in our heads and, like, there's a lot of ups and downs and emotions in play. Yeah. And, like, if, if you cannot, like... No, let me rephrase that. It's not if you cannot do something. It's if you do not take the time yeah. to sit down and like really look at everything, not just because like not just because like you want to be like, "Oh, that was that was a cool project." It's more it's more like I did that with this person in that place like um and this resulted from that or or I'm really proud of this piece because of X. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be like views or yeah, yeah, yeah. comments or anything like that. Don't like, even set that, those no, expectations. That's no, what I don't no. do anymore. It needs to be, I made progress because I believe I made progress. Like, and I can see it. Because like yeah, the yeah, only yeah. competition is me in the first place. And like if yeah. you're really going to be like a part of this culture you can't look at someone else as your competition like you like you have to look at yourself as a one of one like and you can't i'm making a lot of you can't statements but like it is very important (laughs) you can't statement i like that 
we, everybody it is, says you can't a lot, don't we? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is so important for you to only measure successes against yourself. And if you've made improvements based on what you deem improvements, mm-hmm. that's a W. Okay. And just, like, take your roses. And, like, uh, like for, for me, like, one time I did uh, an entire year of journaling. And then I would, like, so every single day for the entire year. And then at, like in like january 1st or january 2nd i would sit down and i'd read the entire journal front to back holy cow do you want to you want to talk about like coming to jesus moments like it is it is a brutal like you you experience every up and every down of that entire year and like that will humble you and put you in such a like a space of like, wow, like not only am I grateful to even just be living right now. Yeah. <laughs> but Ain't like, that the truth, dude. But like the things I've overcome, the the people I've been surrounded with. Yeah. Insane. Like, like I sometimes I take for granted even now when I don't really feel like I've like been in a place where I would say I'm like amongst like the top people in the industry. Like I've been surrounded by people I know for sure that like everyone looks up to or everyone like knows who they are. And like, I've been able to work right next to them on the same team. And that is so freaking cool that I get to like sit next to some of the people that I deem the most talented people in the world at Mm -hmm. what they do. Like insane, insane. Like, fuck yeah. So I don't like, so like, or even like sometimes I, I'm not like, Oh, oh man. I'm not trying to make enemies, but like I'm not like the biggest EDM fan. I love EDM music. Don't get me wrong. But I like other genres too and that's okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. That's okay. All right. <laughs> but but like sometimes I downplay like how big like uh at, at EDC Orlando, like I got, I got to do this sick recap for both uh Excision and Griffin, two like wow. very 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 different artists. Yeah. But unique in their own right and and incredibly uh, profound on all spectrums. Definitely. And like I needed to take a second to check myself and be like, "Okay, just because I don't listen to their music and I'm not like just because I don't listen to their music that much and just because I'm not like this massive fan doesn't negate like how big of a moment and how cool this is. Yeah, to, for sure. To, I get to work with these guys. Like, I see what you mean. To, to, like when I'm on that stage filming Griffin, Griffin is a coworker, dude. Yeah. Fuck. He is he is a collaborator. Mm-hmm. He collabed on the Instagram <laughs> post. Like like you he is a literal collaborator of this piece that I created, which is so cool and like that's that's profound, dude. That's like that's fuck insane. Yeah, it is. Like so some what I'm trying to say is like it's really easy to negate moments like that or to uh just uh brush them off as like not that significant to yourself Mm. the people around you your career whatever it is yeah yeah fuck yeah god damn okay last one okay and this is one that you've given me a lot of advice on actually is what's something you're proud of and how you've balanced your personal life in the same year that you've gotten engaged Mm -hmm. to shy and also at the same time had the most busy yet successful year in music wow wow okay 
this is insane because I'm also coming out with a YouTube video about setting boundaries. Make sure you go follow his YouTube, by the way, because it's fucking There's incredible. not a lot on there yet. It's coming. You're in now. All right. So let's let's clear the air first off. The music industry, no boundaries. Not human hours, Does as Colton not, said earlier. Yeah. Not human hours. It's, not, it's nothing about the music, music industry. It's pace. It's scale. Anything. Yep. None of it is like sustainable long-term. Like it is, <laughs> it is a grind yeah. from start to finish. Everybody from, from how fast like you feel like you need to make a song to how fast you need to follow up the next post to how long you should be on tour or if your tour should ever even end. <laughs> Do you think Marshmallow ever stops touring? No. Have like have, not when has Vegas he, is has in he the mix. has he ever? Do you think Marshmallow has ever like um? Shout out uh, Marshmallow's videographer, Isaiah. Love you, bro. Um, <laughs> Taking off six months. What's up? Taking off six months. Oh, no no shot, dude. No when, when When has he, like, not played, like, a Christmas party or a New Year's party? And, I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no. He, and I'm not keeping track, so I could be completely wrong. But at the same I, time. I, you're right, though. At the same time. like, yeah. And there's a lot of artists of that status doing the same exact thing. Yeah. And it's like. If you're going to make it in this industry, you need to establish one thing that only you can establish. Yeah. And that's how far you're willing to go. Damn. I'm like and and it's how much are you willing to lose or yeah. sacrifice to get there? And a lot of people will argue that in order for you to make it that like you have to sacrifice family and friends and your personal life and all those things. And to, to, to some, like, to a certain extent, yes. But we're all sacrificing things. Exactly. Too, right? Like, yeah. You, like, if you have a kid, like, you're now going to sacrifice other parts of your life in order to make sure that kid has the I best mean, life possible, right? Life, like, a fulfilling like, life is sacrifice for yourself or for others. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. But, the, but to, to, you should continue, obviously. So, but, like, in the music industry, it's inflated. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the the pace and the expectations from managers to agencies to labels, everything. It is it so is absurd, pot, yeah. unrealistic. Everyone wants you to work harder and faster because like the <laughs> more, the harder and faster you work as the artist who creates the actual product and the value. So without you, aka like without you, their business ceases to exist. That's correct. So so they all pressure is on you to create a product that makes them money so the faster you make the product the more money they make that's oversimplifying it for sure going back to creating boundaries with relationships and other people in my life <laughs> it's i realized really quickly like i got into music before i came to that realization but as soon as i went all in i realized really fast that like the disregard for how other people's um the disregard for the way that other people want want to live yeah or the complete like just like if you're trying to make it in music it's not even a question of like are you going to be home for the holidays it's no yeah which is really sad and it's it's yeah. like I guess, and I mean, if you depending on the holiday that you celebrate, but I guess that's anyways, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that's that's beside <laughs> the point. It's like it's like 
I realized really early on that it was it was cutthroat and like people yeah. would like go at you or like just put out like general statements like if you're not staying up until 2 a.m grinding yeah, like then you're not gonna make it yeah. and like if you're not doing this or that or if you're not you know like doing whatever the industry says you need to do in order to be successful then like you're gonna lose and you're not gonna make it and like right. at first i i subscribed to that at first, I was like, "Yep, this is the way. I'm gonna work until I die. Like, like, just like <laughs> I'm gonna work myself into the pavement, like, just uh, till to no end, you know. Jesus. And maybe to bury like a lot of like personal things as well. And yeah, that's you know, I feel like a lot of people in music deal with that stuff as well. Definitely. Um, but like, then I got a girlfriend, and then I got a fiance, and then it's like. Shout out, you shy. don't, yeah. Shout out, shy. We love you. Love you. It's you like pretty soon when you start to mess with some of the most important relationships in your life. When work starts to mess with some of the most important relationships in your life, mm-hmm. that's a that's personal. Yeah, like there are lines that you don't cross, and and I was I was just I was raised in in a family that prioritizes like loyalty and uh, and love and just like being like you are there mm-hmm. for that person because like they are a part of your life yep and uh, and that is like They're non-negotiable you. you don't like like they could be gone tomorrow and if you don't take the time to just like yeah. develop that relationship that's like and again everyone's gonna have like different um definitions of success and and all that stuff but for me it was i'm not gonna shoot three shows a weekend i'm gonna shoot one yep i'm gonna not do four festivals a month i'm gonna do one yeah like once a month i go out and you know like put my entire being into like a weekend or whatever it is you know and then i recover for a week and then i spend the next two like grinding on local stuff or remote editing right 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 um but yeah, it was like establishing right away. Okay, when I walk out of that office, work mode is is off. Work mode is off. I am not like, or like, for example, a lot of times when like Shy would get home, because I work at home, yeah, she would just like walk through the door, and I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not done working. Yeah, the the door closed. Policy. So like that was a that was a boundary. Is like if the door is closed, please wait until I come out, and I will let you know exactly when I will come out, and I'll come out at that time. Right. I've not just kept that all the time. That, <laughs> that gets me in trouble. But that's why we set the boundary. Yeah. Like, and it's so it's things like that, and just like uh, I stopped changing my rates when someone would say no. Like that's another boundary. It's like okay, you like you gave them your rate. They told you. Even though maybe they inquired about you, you told them they're right, and then they say, no, your work or your service is not worth that much to me. How about this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't want to work with someone like that, nope. <laughs> to be honest. You, you just don't, you just don't like, Which can be temporary see what I do. Though. Oh, for sure. And especially in the beginning, you don't have that luxury. Right. In the beginning, you do not have the luxury of just like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want that money. That's fine. <laughs> at two hundred fifty bucks, like, what is that? Like three, like monthly subscriptions at least. Like, yeah. 
those are expensive subscriptions. Maybe. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying. And, I see what you're saying. And hopefully you guys see what I'm saying too. Is like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just um, it's, it is. It really is a constant battle, but it comes down to setting boundaries to create the life that you want to live. If you can, if you set those boundaries early, pretty soon everyone that's around you and everyone that interacts with you, including your clients now know that those boundaries exist yeah so like i don't respond to clients like most clients unless they're special past like a certain time of the day so like let's say like seven usually seven or eight p.m is a cutoff for me and i will not respond to anyone like unless Smart. you're like a specific person that like you know i have a relation relationship you with, were the like, first person i saw that had the do not disturb thing on who the do not disturb yeah I think you were the first person that I saw that, and I was like, wow, what is that? On my door? No, 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 when you text. Oh, yeah, Do yeah, not yeah, disturb yeah. setting, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had put on, uh, like, I created, like, certain times of the day, my phone goes into a different mode yeah, where it bounces certain people because, like, I'm, they're you not. You don't need to hear from them. No, no. It's like, you can, I'll be on my phone at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, and I'll we can discuss then. then. Yeah. yeah whether that's email phone whatever like you don't have to call me at 11 p.m because you just like inspiration struck or something or or like i get it we're in music i get it like there's a lot of people working extreme hours and like maybe the only time that you have during the day is that late hour well then you got to type it all out and email yeah, yeah because yeah. like that's not the life i want to live is <laughs> like waiting until 11 30 or one in the morning to get an email from like a client oh. for f feedback or something like so you gotta set just, boundaries for yourself is what i'm hearing too, based right? on the life that you want to live yeah 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 so it's like if you if you're fine with staying up super late and like being a night owl then create boundaries that help you to perform to the best of your abilities at night and then yeah. during the day like you have different boundaries where it's like don't wake me up. I'm sleeping until 3 p.m. every single day. Like, yeah, that's hypothetically, you know, you know, so true. So like, and there's too many people that allow the industry to create the life. And that just that's that's a downward spiral. Yeah, that's yeah, a dark yeah. place to be is, yeah. is when when you get into an industry. And this is an, another video that I'm going to make is I have a lot of friends that started out in music and they left because like because like the the budgets weren't there or the, like the artist didn't value them or they got screwed over or, or for whatever reason and it's like and they just get fed up it's like at a certain point enough is enough and and they're gonna go to where like the money is and but the but they got into music because of the passion because of the love for like yeah. the culture and the environment and like that was like one of the thing like i created a boundary for myself that was saying i'm not gonna leave music i'm gonna figure it out yep and it's gonna suck, <laughs> but we're gonna figure it out because, like, I am—I can't live a life where I'm creating stuff to sell a bunch of products or or ads about product products that I don't even care about or people that I don't care about or like yeah. or helping grow a culture or a company's bank account that isn't interested in giving back or, or like whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like my mindset in a nutshell and how I've, I don't know. It's very come wise, to the, bro. I, I came so to the young, conclusion, man. man like, I d there's too many people around me in the industry that, like, you can just see 
every request that comes through like yeah. they like they will do they will bend over backwards and like it's not even their fault like it's just the way no, the industry the works quo. and like, yeah, like the, the short like to give a specific example yeah when there's a status quo in the industry for a mm-hmm. videographer to complete a recap video for two hundred dollars and it be in their inbox the next morning, that de- devalues the entire videographer industry, right? Because there is somebody that will get it done. There's somebody that's next in line. Same thing for the DJ world. Just to give people a specific example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you do a re- and and now like okay, so let's let's go from that mindset of that videographer mindset. Yeah to the mindset i'm in now yeah if you're paying for an overnight edit oh my god i'm making a goddamn bag because <laughs> that shit's insane bro. i will gladly stay up for the amount of money that i would like that i would bid or or the rate that i would ask for for yeah. an overnight edit right. like i will gladly stay up well, what about the on-site shit though how about that Again, it's the same situation. I'll stay up infinite amounts of time because they're like, I feel that, like, I feel taken care of and they did not try to negotiate my rates. Mm -hmm. They accepted, like, what I, like, gave them and they were like, yep, we'd love to have you. Like, you're a valued part of the team. Like, all the things, flights, hotels, everything's paid for, like, Plus rates on top, plus travel day rates. Yep. Like there's such thing as travel day rates, like for videographers where and and this should also be for artists, I feel like too, if this isn't a thing already, but it's like every single day that you are on someone else's time that you can't make money, you should be compensated for it. Yep. So if I'm on a flight from six AM to four PM like it's not it's like Jesus. that entire day like let's just say that's a long Somebody it's a long again. fight yeah. yeah sure but like it's like i need to be compensated fairly so that like cuz i couldn't i couldn't make money during that time i could have done three edits in that time yeah 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 and that's lost money right like if we're speaking from a business point of view is like it is like time is money and if you want my time you have to compensate it for me. If I'm not doing actual work for you, that's fine. But like, yeah, travel rates obviously are significantly lower, but it's still on the days that you're not doing something, those add up. It's important. Bro. I knew that was a good question to ask you because I yeah, know that man. you've been through it in your own ways. Mm. And I know, you, you know, you and Shy have had a lot of conversations about this stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah. I that resonates with me too because my wife is not in the music industry, right? And it's mm-hmm. hard for mm-hmm. them to understand. Yeah, it is, I, and it's it's what I found too. Like something that's like really healthy and like beneficial is like the more you know about your industry, the more you know about your own culture. Yeah, the better you conversations you can have with others, and that doesn't. That's not just coworkers. That's the people that you are around every single day. The people you love, yeah. mom, dad, because they, they, they give unbiased uh, viewpoints. Is what yeah. I found. Like Maya has actually given me some of the best advice. Mm. Like, you know, you get really excited about things, especially when it's the yep. first time with something. And mm-hmm. she goes, "Is this going to move your career forward?" Right? And she's <sighs> so not big. saying it in like so in a big. judgmental way. She's no, she's saying, like serious. She's like, 
help me understand why this is a good decision for you at this point. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, well, maybe it's not. They bring you back down to earth. And they they're do. like, they're like, listen, from an outside's perspective, this looks stupid. Right. <laughs> like, like I don't understand how I, you're going to make money from this. Decision. Yeah. yeah. Money. It, like, like, how are you going to. brand? Are you going to get followers? Is this going like to move you fans? forward in your career? Is there a connection you're making? Yeah. Things like that, yeah. right? And, like, my advice to anyone that is trying to. Don't do, be fucking stubborn. Like, me and Colton sometimes, oh, right? Man, no, you have you have to you have to let them into your world. You do. You have to you have to show them like okay, maybe okay for for example like shy so many times is like well that's stupid and I'm like yeah I agree like the music industry is weird like that I don't understand why that works the way that it is yeah, but there's yeah, nothing yeah. I can do right now so I'm just trying to bring you into the world. Yep. Explain to you how this works as of right now. Yep. And I'll try and change that. Yeah, Mark my words. Right, right, right. right. Um, but it's like, yeah, how can you bring them into your world and help them empathize with you? And then also what's great too is once they have a better knowledge of your world, they start to like pick up on like the language that you use yeah. and like they understand the environments that you're entering. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example, I'll be like, Hey, Hey babe, like this, uh, I just got an inquiry for like this budget, but they want this or like, it's like, but they're this person and it's like, okay, opportunity versus cost now. And yeah. like, she knows that and it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah. but opportunity wise, this would be amazing, but financially it sucks. Not smart. Right. So like if we're only looking at financials and like again she she's brought me to this place now where yeah. I'm like if we're only looking at fi finances on a lot of these inter interactions not worth it. Right. In any way shape or form. Again, that's no shade on anyone. It's just it's like every circumstance requires like a reassessment. And as, again, like we talked about like acquiring new skills and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. time you acquire a new skill, you have to reassess. So like Again, today's price is not tomorrow's price. You you have to if you're constantly learning, that statement will forever ring true. And it's just like, yeah, making sure that the other people that are in your corner and your circles, the people that you're closest to, that they know, kind of like what you're up against or what you're yep. dealing with, and yep. like, don't like shut them out. Don't like let them, or don't leave them in the dark and like just go about your your days just being like well i'll be back at 2 a.m like you have no idea what i'm doing until then like until like for example like when shy started to come to shows where i was working like she like i think that's what like uh was like a major realization for her is like see the world. i'm not just partying like i am i am working my ass You're off every single show yeah like I, yeah like most times i'm only drinking water and a yeah. fuck ton of caffeine. A fuck ton of caffeine. <laughs> Colton takes me home every time at like 6.30 a.m. True, true. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Energy, let's go. Ghost Energy, shout out. the boys. Out. Yeah, the boys, bro. Johnny and Dan. Um, but <laughs> Fuck ton of ghosts. You were a bang guy. You I was, guy. I was. And then and then I and then I met Dan and the ghost team, and I'm like, it's better. better. It's just better. Bro, it's bang better. was the energy drink hey, on my rider in uh, San Diego. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. Mini ones. They're killing it. Wow. Yeah, hey, Ghost has new mini Orange Crush ones. Yes, that's what it was. Nice. Oh, wait, the Ghost? Yes. It was Ghost. Yes, it was Ghost. Not Bang. No, no, oh, no I'm saying Oh, I interpreted Diego. it as they had Bang. Ghost, that's awesome. 
that is so awesome no mm -hmm. ghost they've been showing up everywhere they're killing it's, it it's so dope they so were at some music festival recently too it was edc like, orlando I, they yes. had a, an entire setup i got yeah, i got to hang out yeah, it's with like mixed drinks they're making it was at home mm -hmm. base too that's where i was playing yeah that's yeah. right yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. dude they they're plugged like they're the team yeah they're all winning they're all goats i i love ghost energy yeah it's Not fucking sponsored. awesome chicago base right yeah well yeah yep main hub is here yep i need to get him on the podcast you do uh well all of them <laughs> all of them all of, there's a, it's Can a they whole, fit here? that's a whole crew dude they got gamers videographers like head of video head of photo head of like uh like like artist relationship like stuff That's like so dope. they have an entire team built out dude it's it's so sick yeah and they're all top tier they're killing it yeah fuck yeah, yeah man damn well wow. colton i'm sad we, it's over we could do this all night we, <laughs> we could, could i think this has been two hours honestly really oh my god yeah that's insane we got plenty it, it, of content now. It, yeah it goes by yeah, like dude. that though we man. got clips for days we got clips for days <laughs> but i want to once again just tell you how much i appreciate you and value you as a, as a friend and a confidant in the in the music industry and um just how much i respect what you've done where you are now and just how excited i am to see mm. what you do in the future man because thank you man. you are special you are hardworking. you are talented you are genuine and uh you just get it bro you really do you just got a good head on your shoulders and i think that is unfortunately sometimes hard to find you know a well-rounded person that's doing what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and uh you know it, it means a lot to me on a personal level to be side by side with you knowing that we're trying to do the same thing and go the distance and we can help each other achieve these goals thank you man that that means so much and and like dude you one of the one of the highest praises that you can give any creative person is like believing in their vision and believing in yeah. like their and like who they are as a person and, and like what they want to do and where they want to go and like you have unwaveringly like through all these years like supported me and and like my vision and just let of course sometimes <laughs> sometimes like you don't even know what's going on and i'm like trust me and you do every single time dude and i'm yeah. so appreciative because there's not a lot of people out there like that or, that are willing to let go of that control and it it means a lot seriously like to, for you to trust me like that is of is course insane. man of so. course bro i got your back and i know you got mine and let's keep doing some dope shit together let's go finally colton on sherman the booth baby let's, let's go. go finally dude